Every day, over 350,000 new variations of malware hit the web. And while most organizations have attempted to mitigate these attacks, many antivirus and firewall technologies that worked in the past are no longer effective. Rocket IT helps you identify and update outdated technologies and processes that put your business at risk. To learn more about how Rocket IT can help protect your organization, click the link in this episode's description. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Thrive, y'all. I'm your host, Jessica Clayton, and I'm the marketing coordinator here at Rocket IT. Today, I have Dana Glass joining me. Dana, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. So Dana is the CEO of Aspire Behavioral Health and Development Disability Services. And so for some of our viewers who may not have ever heard of Aspire, could you tell us what your organization does and what you're responsible for as the CEO? We are actually what's called a safety net provider for the Department of Behavioral Health and Developmental Disabilities with the state of Georgia. And what that means is, is that we provide substance abuse services, behavioral health services, and developmental disability services to individuals that have no means to pay or are underinsured, such as having Medicaid. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So it seems like you guys kind of have a lot of different, you know, things that you could do on a daily basis, a lot of different, do you call them patients or visitors? Individuals. Or? Okay. Individuals. Yes. So, and so I did some research and I saw that you, Similar to that safety net provider, you're a community service board. And so how do you kind of maneuver with those regulations set by the state of Georgia and how do you effectively lead within those? So for us, it's very important that we are providing services that are in line with the service guidelines. Those are laid out for us by the state of Georgia. And we also comply with multiple other regulations with the Department of Community Health, healthcare the federal healthcare regulations, and we are certified by CARF, which is a national certification process. So we take that very seriously and and make sure that our quality and service provision are in line with all of those certifying bodies. And about how many individuals does your organization see within a year? Generally within a year, we have seen a drop due to COVID in individuals not being as comfortable coming out. We do offer telehealth services, but being in rural Southwest Georgia, a lot of our individuals that we serve have a barrier to care with the telehealth. We don't have the broadband in the area that's as publicly available as it might be in some more urban areas, but we serve eight to 10,000 distinct individuals in a year. And then how many staff members do you have? We have close to 400 staff members, full and part-time and contract. You know, our service area is eight counties in rural Southwest Georgia, but then we serve a total of 24 through specialty contracts. So we have a fairly large service area. Sounds like you're always busy. Yes. We are definitely busy. We have a complete continuum of care from crisis stabilization services all the way to just your basic medication management services, and a lot of different service lines in between. Wow. And so I did see that you and your organization, you all seem like you're very active on social media. And I know that you just talked about, you know, maybe having a barrier to get those tele 
health options. Was it a conscious effort to make sure that you're visible on social media? And what benefit do you think, you know, your community has from those efforts? So yes, it absolutely was a conscious effort. We started that process a couple of years ago, trying to really bring our social media to the forefront and using it as a tool, almost as a marketing tool. But the real purpose of it is, is there's a lot of stigma that surrounds mental health and substance abuse and developmental disabilities. And so we wanted to bring that to, you know, our, our followers and our communities to kind of help reduce the stigma. You know, a lot of times if we educate people about what is a mental health disorder, what is an addictive disease, and most importantly, that recovery is absolutely a reality and that it's real and that people do return to full or or better functioning within their lives. So that was our primary purpose. And, And kind of the secondary purpose was just to educate about our service lines and to celebrate sometimes with our our staff and our units, their accomplishments, just to have another avenue to do those types of things. So speaking of celebrating with your (laughs) staff, that's actually the next question. And so in what ways have you found that, you know, has been most beneficial to inspire your staff to come in and maybe treat these more difficult, you know, topics or kind of, you know, how do you keep them feeling good about putting in their best effort every day? Well, I'll tell you, it's been a very difficult road, I think, for all of us with COVID. And I think, you know, for us, we've done a lot of education about self-care and making sure that we're taking care of ourselves as individuals and as therapists and treatment providers while we're trying to undergo this huge stressor of the pandemic and take care of our families and be professionals in ways that we've never had before. So, you know, really acknowledging that challenge that is there, you know, and trying to make supportive avenues available. We have a a free employee assistance program and then really doing some recognition you know, re, you know, celebrating when people get additional certifications or have accomplishments, sharing that agency wide, sharing it with our within some of our meetings. Those have been some ways that have helped keep people motivated. And I think especially with that recognition, especially with the increased certifications, that not only helps, you know, tell your team members that they're doing a good job, but also I think the community members who might need your their services, they kind of can see oh my gosh, you know, this is a great resource. They have a lot of really trained people and that might actually help people to say, okay, it's time to contact you. I absolutely agree with that. One of the other areas that we've been focusing on is employee engagement and really recognizing years of service with our employees. So when somebody reaches a particular milestone, we are celebrating within the unit. And then once a month, I am having a CEO roundtable with any employee that has been hired or employed with us for a year or more. And that's been a really successful way. We don't, we don't do any type of training in that meeting. We just eat and enjoy and, and have some fellowship and celebrate the, the service. So how'd that CEO roundtable idea come up? Did, did you decide, hey, I think this would be great? Or did someone recommend that? So one of the ways that I lead is really by being authentic and transparent and available. You know, for me, it's very important that I'm accessible to every employee. I can't be all day, every day, Mm -hmm. you know, with when you have 400, 
but I really do like knowing all of our individual employees and, you know, they each bring special talents, skills, abilities. And I like to meet each one of them and be able to, you know, thank them for their service or, you know, just say, hey, I appreciate what you've done. So it was important Mm -hmm. to me just, so maybe you could say it was selfish. (laughs) You know, it was important to me to be able to celebrate that with each individual. That sounds really nice. And so what kind of, I've seen some, you know, on your social media, you guys sometimes do events as well. And I'm sure that's been pretty tricky with COVID and everything, but how have you kind of, how do you decide which events you want to do and how do you decide what guest speakers to have for those events? So that's a, that's not an easy answer. (laughs) Mm -hmm. we have a lot of different service lines. And so we serve from children through adults and each program has, you know, their specialized uh, events that, that they like to do. And as a leadership team, we try to provide support for that by, you know, attending and even assisting with setup and reservations and that kind of thing. But generally, you know, our staff are just really incredible and creative individuals and, they also get a lot of feedback from the individuals that we serve about what events they'd like to do. So we've been careful in design everything in line with all the COVID regulations. You know, we have two more events coming up in the near future. We have on August 28th, an opioid awareness event, overdose awareness event. So there'll be speakers and it'll be a candlelight visual just to, you know, kind of honor and remember those that have lost their fight in addiction. Mm-hmm there's been such a spike in addictive disease as a result of the pandemic and opioid deaths that we wanted to, you know, make sure that we brought some awareness to that. There'll also be free Narcan distribution and training during that event, which is a medication that helps reverse any opioid overdoses. And then during September, it is recovery month. And so we will do a big concert on September 18th. We'll have bands, speakers, vendors, and we call it recovery in the streets. So it's a huge celebration, just really kind of trying to let the world know that recovery is real and possible and that, you know, as long as there's breath, there's hope. And so that's Mm -hmm. the message that we want to share. Wow. So lots of fun things that fun and timely things that, you know, the community at large can take advantage of coming up. Absolutely. So if someone would like to contact you, what's the best way that someone can get in touch with you to take advantage of all the resources that your organization provides? So our website has a really robust listing of our programs and our our sites. And so, you know, if somebody isn't in our main county, our outlying counties, we also have information on there on the website for that. So it's www.aspire.com bhdd.org. And that's a great place to go and get some initial information. And you can submit a website contact question form. And we generally are turning those around within 24 hours. Very good. Is there anything else you would like to share with our audience today, maybe about what's coming next for Aspire or anything else? So Well, one of the things that's coming next for us is we are going to be working on integrated care. And what that means is we'll be bringing a primary health care provider in to help us provide some of those basic services along with the behavioral health and addictive disease. You know, that is a big push 
you know, in terms of standards of care. And so we're excited mm-hmm. about the possibility of that. And of course, I, I would be remiss if I didn't say, you know, that there is no shame in accessing care. You know, if you have a brain, you have mental health. So taking care of yourself is very important. And I always, you know, want to share that you're not alone. You know, the struggle is real, but recovery is real too. Very good. Well, thank you so much for your time, Dana. I think you shared a lot of great resources. And we're going to make sure to put links in our description box to all of the resources that you mentioned. For everyone else, we'll see you on our next episode of Thrive, y'all. 